0: what a move! You're listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Octopi Hockey Town with your host, Austin Goodman. Hello and welcome to Occupy Hockey Town. I am your host, Austin Goodman. And today we are bringing you the first off-season edition of Octopi Hockey Town, where we will talk about the work that the front office of the Detroit Red Wings organization has been doing thus far in the off-season. The draft has passed, and free agency is in the near future, and general manager Ken Holland has been quoted saying that he wants to dabble in this year's options both in the free agency pool along with his trade options. Our first segment will discuss what the Wings have already done in this offseason and that'll take us up through the first 10 minutes of our show. Then we're going to shift gears into the 2014 draft. It took place this weekend at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, where the Red Wings selected a load of forwards, including four centers and a goaltender. With about 23 minutes left in our show, guys, we're going to move on from the draft and the expectation of those youngsters into the expectations of the Red Wings team this season to get to a consecutive 24 Number 24, the golden number 24 playoff run. We'll talk about what the Red Wings will need to focus on in free agency, as well as potential options to wear the winged wheel come July 1st. As always, we will talk about all of this and so much more on this 10th edition of Octopi Hockey Town. Now guys, what the Wings have done already and what they need to do... Guys... Jordan 2-2, the Wings used their last compliance buyout on Jordan 2-2 He's 31 years old, approaching the final year of a three-year contract, $5.7 million contract that he signed on July 1st, 2012. And due to the collective bargaining agreement of the NHL, the Red Wings have one possible compliance buyout left for their franchise, which has now been used to relieve Jordan Tutu of his contract in Detroit. Last season, Tutu played most of his games for the Red Wings' AHL affiliate, The Grand Rapids Griffins, the right-handed enforcer, played 51 games, scoring only six goals and collected only 18 points last season for the Griffins, while only collecting one assist. Yes, guys, that is one assist in 11 games for the Red Wings last season. Now, Jordan Tutu is not the first one that the Red Wings have used their compliance buyout on. The first was used to buy out the defender, Carlo Koliakovo, in the summer of 2013, prior to last season. So that is the first big move that the Red Wings made this season, is using their compliance buyout to buy out Jordan Tutu. As for players like Todd Bertuzzi and Michael Samuelson, the Red Wings are releasing them. Todd Bertuzzi is 39 years old, and Mikel Samuelson is 37 years old, and they're both Getting the boot from the Red Wings for an office during this offseason, according to the Macomb Daily, GM Ken Holland will not be bringing the two back. And Bertuzzi only played, you know, he only played in a few games last season alongside Samuelson. Samuelson actually played in only 31 games throughout the past two seasons and has posted only one single goal alongside three assists in those 31 appearances. As for Bertuzzi, he's played for the Red Wings for the five past seasons and only collected nine goals and seven assists last year with a minus 17 rating on the season. But, guys, the Red Wings will not have to worry about losing salary cap space for these two veterans because, you know, as for their future in the league, no teams have reportedly thus far been interested in either of them So, guys, it looks like these two, Mr. Todd Bertuzzi and Mr. Michael Samuelson, will be retiring. But bringing back a Red Wing, Jonas Gustafsson, who had an incredible year last year in wake of Jimmy Howard being injured, Jonas Gustafsson is getting a contract extension at the end of the 2013-2014 season. The backup goaltender was supposed to be an unrestricted free agent, but now the 29-year-old goalie from Sweden is, is playing he's playing well and he's coming back to play even better for the Red Wings next season last year he had 27 games he went 16-5-4 with a .907 save percentage and a 2.63 goals against average coming off of his previous 2-year $3 million contract, the Red Wings have brought back the quote-unquote monster a nickname that he got from his teammates actually and he's looking at a 1-year $1.5 million contract extension and guys general general manager Ken Holland is looking to give the Grand Rapids Griffins goaltender one more year, Peter Morazek, another year of development before he makes him the full-time backup in the 2015-2016 season. Guys, we're thinking... We're thinking that Mrazek, you know, he would be a great backup goaltender, but he just needs one more year. And Holland is cooperating with Jonas Gustafsson, who in fact wanted to stay two extra years in Detroit. But I think Ken wants to wait and see what the 22-year-old Mrazek has in store for him. He played two of his three-year NHL entry-level contract years in the AHL. Through the past two seasons, Morazek has played in 11 games for the Red Wings and is taking full control of the net in the AHL beyond that. In 2013, guys, Morazek appeared in nine games for the Wings due to injury of both Howard and Gustafson at the same time. The youngster from the Czech Republic, he had two shutouts and a .927 save percentage and a 1.47 goals against average. He went 2-4-0, and zero, though, in the 2013-2014 season. But he went there, and when he got those two wins, he got shutouts and played incredibly well. So, basically, the Red Wings are waiting to see, you know, can Peter Morazek develop to the point where he becomes the backup goaltender for the Red Wings... And, you know, can we get more out of Jonas Gustafson? Jonas Gustafson is an incredible goaltender. He's played a great deal of games for the Red Wings in wake of Jimmy Howard having a terrible season last year. So, guys, hopefully we'll be able to see production out of both Gustafson and Mrazek behind a more powerful Jimmy Howard and net so hopefully the Red Wings going into free agency and then eventually going into the preseason and training camp of course will have a solid goaltending core. As for Daniel Alfredson that was probably the biggest question mark of the offseason and the Red Wings are working hard in the front office to solidify a good roster to make more than just a guaranteed playoff but appearance, Pavel Datsuk was quoted earlier on in the season saying that he wants more than just the playoffs. He wants a Stanley Cup. And you know, when Pavel Datsuk makes a request like that, Ken Holland listens and he produces. Throughout most of the offseason, Holland has been waiting to hear from Alfredson. But last Monday, Holland did hear from him. And Holland was told by Alfredson, which was quoted by the free press, that Alfredson called him and said, quote unquote, he wants to play again, and he wants to wear a Red Wings jersey. Alfredson is 41 years old. He's a right-handed forward. He played in only 68 games. Uh, that's a lot of games, but, you know, he was held back by a recurrent back injury, but eventually it held him out of games three through five of the Red Wings' first and only playoff series of the 2013-2014 season. Although he was injured for those 14 games of the regular season, and three, the postseason, Alfredson was probably one of the most influential pieces of the puzzle in development of the Red Wings' first wave of AHL prospects. Understand that Henrik Zetterberg and Pavel Datsuk were out for more than half of the season, so that gave a guy that was coming off of a career-filled of locker room experience, including being the Ottawa Senators' captain from 99 to 2013 to be able to be that leader in the locker room. Albertson collected 18 goals and 31 assists last season, so it doesn't look like he's slowing down at all, and he looks to continue his career wearing a winged wheel for the second of what is going to be his 19th season in the NHL. He's He's. Potentially going to be playing two of those with the Wings, and he played 17 seasons with the Ottawa Senators. As for contract specifics, that'll be talked about more towards July 1st. But the contract will assumably be for about two million dollars one year, which is a low base, but it will include a lot of production bonuses if he can get the same amount of points that he had last season in the production column. If he does go through, the Red Wings will have a vast amount of leadership with Zetterberg, Datsuk, Alfredson and of course the returning veteran on the back end, Nicholas Cronwall, but guys all of this is going to be handled by July 1st but before July 1st It was the NHL draft, and that's what I want to talk about right now. The Red Wings are developing a plan when it comes to the offseason preparation every season. and In the 2014 draft in Philadelphia, it looked like the Wings created a mix of centermen. They wanted to go and they wanted to get their centerman, their development program that usually lasts about two to three affiliate seasons before they hit the NHL ice. That is on an NHL level, entry level contract, I may add. They added four new members interchangeably down the center of their lineup, including two more forwards and then a goaltender as well. As for their first pick, you know, Dylan Larkin is an incredible first pick. I actually predicted it in a mock draft that I sent out for MSU Impact Sports, so go me, I love doing that, and some of which go directly to the AHL for the Grand Rapids Griffins. Larkin, he is going to probably spend one year and then hit the ice. This guy is good, he's ready, he's got great feet, and he's an intelligent player. So let's get you know a little bit more in-depth talking about Dylan Larkin. The number 15 pick overall in the NHL draft, 2014, It was the first time that the Red Wings had this kind of pick since the 1991 draft where they selected Martin LaPointe at number 10 overall. This was their lowest pick, and they used it on that centerman, Dylan Larkin. He's 17 years old. He's the second American and the first from Michigan chosen in the first round by the Red Wings. Goalie Tom McCollum of Amherst, New York in 2008 was the last American picked in the first round by Detroit. Guys, Larkin is widely considered to be intelligent, a skilled centerman, and has phenomenal leadership qualities. He was one of the U.S.'s top leading scorers. He played for the U.S. team. He finished his sec. He finished in second with 31 goals, fourth in points with 56 in 60 games. Guys, he played for the U.S. U-18, if you guys don't know, under-18 team, graduated from Pioneer High School in Ann Arbor, and attended Waterford Mott for his freshman and sophomore year in high school. But now, in the fall, he's going to be going to college, and he's playing for the University of Michigan. He will play under another former Red Wings forward, and that legendary coach over there, Red Bernison, Lurkin has been Michigan-based through and through 100%, and the Red Wings seem to have loved that. Guys, I think that we can expect a lot from this pick, although the Red Wings, you know, they don't really like to have their, you know, draft picks go right to the NHL. A lot of teams will take their first-round pick and throw them right into the Wolves, and the Red Wings don't like doing that. But, you know... That's just a first-round pick. We got another pick here, and it was the Red Wings' 63rd pick overall. They actually jumped up in the draft. The Wings really won. Dominic Turgian. they traded up from number 76 to number 63. They traded their third-round pick in 2015 and their number 76 pick in this draft, the 2014 draft, to Columbus to get that 63rd pick, jump up, and grab... The son of Pierre Turgerin, who played for the Sabres, the Islanders, the Canadians Blue Stars, and then finished his career with the Colorado Avalanche. He played from eighty seven to two thousand and seven and retired on september fifth, two thousand and seven with the Colorado Avalanche. Now his son is playing for the Detroit Red Wings, a team that he never played for, so Turgeon played with Portland. The Portland Winterhawks in the WHL last year and had 31 points in 65 games. The guy's got a big frame on him. He's 6'1 and 198 pounds. Probably put on a few more pounds of muscle before he hits the NHL ice. You know, he had a slow year last year with the Winterhawks, but he had a lot of time to develop at his position. He had a lot more time than most players do because they had a lot of depth on that Portland team. So it gave the 18-year-old, who has two years of eligibility left in the juniors, to play and he plans to return to the Winter Hawks next season. So hopefully Dominic Tergerin, the 63rd pick overall for the Red Wings in round three, will be able to bring forth a new Tergerin to the NHL and have him become a star as well. As for the 106th pick with Christopher N, Christopher N is an interchangeable center slash left winger. He was picked up in the fourth round by the Red Wings, and he was from the Frolunda program in Sweden. The Red Wings love their sweets, and he actually played alongside, well, he didn't play alongside, but he played for the same team that Joachim Anderson of the Red Wings played for, and is 6'3", and he is a late bloomer. In fact, Hakan Anderson is the Red Wings director of European scouting, and he is, in fact, also a board member of the Frolunda program, and has seen plenty of events development throughout the years. He's only 18 years old, and he was brought up to the super elite team where he produced 11 points in 45 games last season. Anderson has been quoted saying that all the coaches are thrilled with this guy. He has a great hockey sense, and he's always willing to put in more work after practice in his off season, be able to develop himself and also he has great vision on the ice he plays a puck possession game and you know he's always looking around to make plays and that is the biggest key for the red wings they're always looking around to make those key plays so Christopher N. will be a massive asset for the Red Wings in the next three years, hopefully. As I said before, the Red Wings have a great farm program in the AHL with the Grand Rapids Griffins. Most of the time, players will finish off one year with their respective team, and then they move forward. They play with the AHL team, the Grand Rapids Griffins, under head coach Jeff Blashill, who just got a three-year extension, and hopefully they make it to the Red Wings ice. And you never know. The ice of the Joe is a little bit scary. But, uh, you know, they hopefully they can make it there. But moving on to the next pick, who was picked in the fifth round, it was actually a goaltender that was picked in Chase Perry. He's a good-sized goalie. He played in the Tier 2 Junior A Hockey Club in Wenatchee, Washington, the North American Hockey League. Scouts have said that, you know, the kid from Andover, Minnesota, he uh, he possesses some very good technique, and boy, does he use his edges to stop and change direction quickly. It's more like a Jonathan Quick-type goaltender. He was picked number 136 overall. Like I said, Chase Perry, goaltender, fifth-round draft pick for the Red Wings. Hopefully, he'll be able to go. He's going to play his next couple seasons at Colorado College where he has already committed to play. But guys, understand... The goaltenders they need to develop. He's a big kid. He's athletic. And he will be able to mold himself to be in the right direction to eventually play for the Red Wings. Guys. Goaltenders are a very fragile piece of hockey. Um, goaltenders are not like forwards. They're not like defenders. It takes them a little bit of time to be able to get up with the pace of the NHL. And that's the biggest part of being a goaltender is being able to you know, compete with the quickness. People like Jonathan Quick, Carey Price, Tuka Rask, all those players that you know have played incredibly well all season long. And for the past couple seasons, all paid their dues before they made it to the NHL. NHL to be able to get the skills that they have right now you know moving on in the sixth round they picked up another forward in Julius Vahalatalo and the 166th pick overall in the 2014 draft he's actually 6'5 192 pounds and he's from Finland he's the tallest of the Red Wings 2014 draft picks at 6'5 which is a massive size let's keep in mind that Zedano Chara is a good six eight six nine, so he's just three inches under Mr. Chara. And guys, the kid was a second scoring leader. In his team, the TPS team with 18 goals and 39 points and only 33 games played in the Junior ASM Ligia and played for the TPS in the Finnish League. Guys, he is going to play incredibly well. He was actually injured last year. Um, That's why he only played 33 games. And he came back and he played incredibly well. They put him up on the men's team too. So, you know, hopefully he will be able to put on those skates and be able to get even stronger, smarter, and be able to play for the Red Wings and be a big enforcer when he comes and eventually plays for the Red Wings. Let's keep in mind, the Red Wings are filled with a bunch of small forwards, quick, speedy guys, but this is also a speedy guy. He's just a little bit bigger, so we'll add a completely different dimension for another line for the Red Wings. So personally, I'm looking forward to that. You know, he has two or three years of good hard work to be able to fill out to that six foot five size and be able to really be a point producer in the NHL. So I'm looking forward to, to uh, see Julius play in the NHL. As for the 196th pick that the red wings had they picked up another center and axel holmstrom and guys let's clear the air he is not related to the former red wings all-star thomas holmstrom he's six foot 196 pounds he's the center and he was the second highest scorer with 15 goals and 38 points and the scaflete in the super elite league as well he played in sweden like i said those red wings love their swedes they had seven in the olympics this past year he played in the U18 World Championship team with William Nylander, who was Toronto's first round pick on Friday in the 2014 draft. He's a really hard worker, he's committed to training and has great hockey senses, and he's found some chemistry, some good point producing ability, which the Red Wings can use on that front end, and you know, hopefully in the next couple of years, Axel will be able to find his way to the NHL ice. The Red Wings are real good picking up draft picks late in rounds. Guys, let's keep in mind that they picked up Pavel Datsuk at 171 overall and then picked up Henrik Zetterberg at 210 overall in their respective drafts. 1998-1999, Pavel in 98, Henrik in 1999. But guys, you never know what these players and then we got the two hundred and first draft pick, Alexander Kadikin. And he is also a center. He was picked in the seventh round. He was number two hundred and one. He's a twenty year he's twenty years old. He's from the Russian team in the Electro Stall and which is just east of Moscow. And he played parts of the past two seasons. In the KHL, he produced 8 goals, 23 points in 56 games. I mean, he's 20 years old, and you know, as a first or second line center, he was plus 17, which is good, and that was quoted by Haken Anderson, who's the European scouting coach for the Red Wings. He's a big guy, he's six foot four. he's 20 years old, he's got a couple more years to develop for him. Honestly, he's kind of, you know, like the sentiment of Anthony Mantha, who has just really come on the scene, hopefully will be in a red wings jersey within the next season or two which is very unlikely you know for most other prospects but this anthony mantha guy he's incredible and he's really up and coming for the red wings you know this alexander kedkin was the last pick for the red wings in the 2014 draft at number 201 like i said you know six four 20 years old he's a big guy he's a point producer He has good, you know, speed underneath him, and he is a strong player. And, you know, that's what you really want to see from all of your prospects. Collectively, the Red Wings went forth and they tried to, you know, get a bunch of forwards, get a goaltender, you know, kind of just throw that, you know, fourth, fifth-round pick out there for a goaltender. This year, it just so happened to be, you know, their fifth-round pick that they used for the goaltender, That's typical of a goaltender uh, pick round. But guys, the Red Wings really made a stretch to fill out their centers and and get some depth there. But, um, you know, that that's the 2014 class. And hopefully we'll be able to see them in the AHL. Hopefully they'll develop with their respective clubs, whether it be the WHL, the KHL, going off to college uh, for the American borns. Um, hopefully they'll be able to, you know, really mold into the players that the Red Wings expect them to mold into. And we'll be able to see them alongside players like Tatar, Nyquist, Yurko, and all of those guys in a couple of seasons. But I want to make a quick shift. And it's going to be into our last segment, guys. And now we're post-draft, pre-free agency. We're talking trade options, what the biggest holes for the team is, and what they need to fill. And I would say first, it's a top-line right-handed defender. The Red Wings are searching for a top-line defender with a right-handed shot to both produce puck movement along with versatility at that blue line. With Kyle Quincy leaving, this will leave room in both the salary cap and the lineup for a top-tier free agent to fill the void and take a leadership role amongst the team right away. The Wings are looking for someone who is capable of moving the puck up to their speedy forward core that we already all know they have. Datsuk Zetterberg, Nyquist, Tatar, Yurko, Sheehan... Fronson, potentially Alfredson, you know, as well as coming with speed themselves. Furthermore, they want a guy with a big body and a strong shot. Those are two big things that can always come out of a defender if you pick them right. And they need somebody that can contribute in both 5-on-5 play as well as the special teams. Even though it's not, you know, the most... Terrible thing if the Red Wings picked up a left-handed shot. The same requirements outside of the handedness will be evaluated for any defender that the Red Wings get their hands on in the free agency pool. My first option, of course, for this position would be Matt Niskanen. He's from Pittsburgh. He's right-handed, 27 years old. Last year, he played in 81 games. Got 10 goals, 36 assists. He was plus 33 with only 51 penalty minutes. And Matt Niskanen of the Pittsburgh Penguins is the Red Wings' top free agency prospect. He fills all the requirements that the Red Wings are looking for in a top-line pairing defender. He's quick. He can shoot the puck. He's great at handling the puck. And above all, he's only 27 years old. He's not one of those old guys that's 35 years old on the end of their career. He is on top of his speed, on top of his puck skills. He's incredibly good at moving the puck. He accumulated 36 assists in 81 games in 2013. That is incredible, and that's what the Red Wings need at the blue line. The Wings are looking for a defender that has that right-handed shot, that can line up alongside Nicholas Cronwell both on -on 5-on-5, And in the power play, acquiring a right-handed defender would give more versatility along the blue line as well as give more options for the wing special teams unit and everywhere along the back end for the Red Wings. It would be a great acquisition, and I truly think that Matt Niskanen is going to be a future Red Wing. Now, guys, in a perfect world, that will happen. Now, if they don't go after Matt Niskanen, I think they're going to be looking at a player like Tom Gilbert from the Florida Panthers. He's right-handed as well, 31 years old, a little bit older, 4 years older than Niskanen. In 2013, he played in 73 games. He only had 3 goals and 25 assists with a minus 5 rating, only 18 penalty minutes, but guys, it's a change of scenery for Mr. Gilbert, and with a right-handed defender, he would have a great role coming from the Panthers, which is currently... The worst team in hockey. They have the number one draft pick overall, um, where they picked up Aaron Ekblad, and have some rebuilding to do down there. But with Gilbert coming onto free agency, he's looking for a team that will enhance his skills, and the Red Wings. Would probably be that team considering the winning aspect that the Red Wings have. and They're always looking for someone who can move the puck off of a right-handed shot. And Gilbert fills all those requirements. I mean, he can definitely have a solid impact on the Red Wings roster. And, you know, guys, those are the two players that I'm looking at right now um, to fill up that defensive right-handed shot. Top line, that's what the Red Wings need absolutely 100% number one overall in the free agency hopefully it doesn't have to go to a trade where the Red Wings lose a forward like, like Johan Franzen or an up-and-comer like Thomas Yerko, um, but the Red Wings really need to enhance that blue line and I think that's going to be the biggest part come July 1st that the Red Wings are going to be concerned about as for you know one or two top wingers It's a headline of the 2013-2014 season that the Red Wings had quick development. The forwards and Gustav Nyquist, like I've said their names multiple times in this podcast already, Thomas Tatar, Thomas Yerko, Sheehan, Glendening, they've all earned their spot as a starting forward in the lineup for the Red Wings. Yet... There are a bunch of second-year forwards, and that is not enough to contend for a Stanley Cup. The Wings are in search of a top winger to put next to players like Justin Ablocator, Franzen, Helm, and then even Tatar. The team let go of Valtteri Philpla and Damian Bruner the season before in free agency to make space for veterans Daniel Alfredson and the potential of Stephen Weiss. We haven't even seen Stephen Weiss play on the ice at all as fans, and I'm excited to see you know what, ice, what Weiss will be able to do on the ice um, after his sports hernia that took him out of the season all year last year. But you know, guys, there are wins and losses. Phil went and had the best season of his career. And Matt Niskanen, potentially um, Tom Gilbert on the back end. And then, you know, the two prospects that I'm about to name off for you guys could come to the Red Wings and have an incredible season for the Red Wings. You know if Daniel Alfredson chooses to return along with several free agents that are being released from the forward on the wings will have a lot of options and they could be able to fill up that roster with strong impact players and really actually be able to contend for a two thousand and fifteen Stanley Cup. On the forward end, guys, I have two names that really pop up into my mind. And that first is Thomas Vanek of the Montreal Canadiens. He's 30 years old. He shoots left. Played in 78 games last year, had 27 goals and 41 assists with a plus seven rating. Thomas Vanek went from the Buffalo Sabres to the Montreal Canadiens, which was an incredible acquisition. But they have a lot of players over there in Montreal. And I don't know if they're going to be able to hit that $6 million cab that. You know Thomas Vanek will be in search for so hopefully the Red Wings will have enough money to be able to bring in a player like Thomas Vanek put him on the left wing and be able to really you know push him to be able to enforce the youngsters around as well as the players that are already there for the Red Wings the fact that he's left-handed doesn't add much more of a difference from what the Red Wings already have in their core right now but He has some major production and definitely has a solid second or third line position if he were to start in Detroit. Playing in 78 games means that he's durable and had 68 points in the regular season, and that's nothing to put down as well. Vanek has a lot left in his solid career. I would say a solid seven or eight years left in the career in Thomas Vanek, and he's an incredible player. I would love to have somebody like Thomas Vanek coming on the team. He's an unrestricted free agent. Hopefully the Red Wings will go after him. As for Jokinen, who's my second option, thirty-one years old, shoots left, also the Pittsburgh Penguins. He played in eighty-one games last year, had twenty-one goals and thirty-six assists. He was plus twelve. You know, after fifty-seven points and a plus-twelve rating in two thousand thirteen, Jokinen is going to be looking for three million dollars a year or more. Quite frankly, that's doable for the Red Wings alongside picking up. You know, somebody like Matt Niskanen. The Penguins are going through some hard times right now. They just lost head coach Dan Bosma. Um, they've recently been, you know, they've done a lot of uh, crazy stuff over there. Uh, they fired their general manager, Ray Shero, and Jim Rutherford has quickly taken over as a new general manager of the Penguins. And he has a lot on his plate. Um, I don't know if a player like U.C. Okanen is going to be able to continue his time playing over there in Pittsburgh. Maybe he wants to move forward, and if he wants to move forward, you know, into his unrestricted free agency era, you know, hopefully the Red Wings can pick him up. You know, these are all options. Right now, the Red Wings are looking at players like Vanek. They're talking to agents of Matt Niskanen. Uh, potentially, even a Dan Boyle, um, you know, could come to the Red Wings but guys you never know with Ken Holland with Mike Babcock and all the Red Wings organization there's a ton of stuff going on in that front office right now and quite frankly I'm just spewing out options that the Red Wings have in this offseason but it's 100% that they need to go and they need to acquire something to fill up that blue line a top line right-handed defender as well as one or two top wingers so guys after we talked about all of this, the moves that have already been made, the 2014 draft, which was held Friday and Saturday, as well as you know what the Red Wings need to do, that's all I have for you. And I would just like to say thank you so much for tuning into the tenth edition of Octobay Hockey Town. As always, I am your host Austin Goodman, coming to you from www.impact89fm.org/sports. MSU Impact Sports of East Lansing. FM WDBM, and I'm telling all my listeners out there, go Red Wings, and I'm excited for free agency come July 1st. Have a wonderful rest of your week, guys.